uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to our Enterprise Connect 2018 review on OutLoud. Last week we attended Enterprise Connect 2018, which is the biggest UCNC event of the year. It was a busy week and there was lots of news that came out of the event. So if you weren't able to make it to Florida, don't worry as I spoke to two great guests to summarise the week for you. David Danto of Dimension Data and Tim Banting of Global Data are veterans of Enterprise Connect, so it gave me a great insight into how this year's event has been different from previous years. They also gave me some of their insights on the main themes and trends for 2018. Have a listen. We're here in the aftermath of Enterprise Connect 2018, the wreckage that was. Uh, <laughs> Tim Banting, David Danto are both here. How, did, how, how are your weeks, first of all? How you survived? You, you, you both look fresh-faced and... That's a lie, they don't. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because we were chatting when we, when we just uh, met each other before. The answer that everybody's giving me is how are you? The answer is exhausted. Um, you're only here for three, four days, and you want to get those three, four days as full of everything as possible. So you're booking meeting to meeting to meeting to keynote. People want to meet with you and somebody's speaking, and it's like, now I have to hear what they say. And I personally, you know, we had some bad snowstorms in the northeast U.S. When I left my home, we had no power. And I left a generator running and my adult kids and my wife dealing with that. So I packed in the dark. I've been rustling. I still haven't settled down. It's been a, a crazy thing. But, you know, it's always worth the time. It's a terrific show to be at. I mean, do, you, do you agree to Absolutely. 100%. What, what has been interesting is the amount. Of, I've, I've been looking at my uh, Fitbit tracker and seeing the amount of steps. And it's certainly <laughs> on the increase. I mean, the trade floor certainly looked a lot bigger this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the, the attendee rate was lower, but it was actually bigger. It just so happened that they were spread out across a bigger trade floor. But, uh, yeah, really good sessions, a uh, lot of information, a lot of, lot of new stuff, a uh, lot of stuff that uh, some, some of which was seriously underwhelming, some of, which were, some of it we, we predicted as analysts would, would be featured. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a good show overall, always is. I, I mean, first of all, I couldn't agree more. This was my EC virginity. I am both exhausted, slight, slightly demoralised by, as I was saying to you, David, the lack of, you know, some sort of global news story that I could mm-hmm. become a phenomenon, you know, reporting on. Um, and also, Tim, I agree, my Fitbit tracker, I must have, you know, significantly increased my steps to normal. So what were the most interesting pieces that have come out from you from, from a trend and vendor point of view? Well, you have to, in order to really understand these conferences, you have to, to really step back. If you just go to the one conference, as you're doing for this year, you really are not going to see what's going on. You have to look at it in terms of where we were and what's going on. Yeah. So you would be attending this conference two years ago, and everybody would be talking about WebRTC, that it's the future, it's the god. And a few years before that, we'd be talking about SIP trunking, how that's going to save the world. So this year, obviously, what's coming out is the team chat platforms, and platforms and suites as a whole are going to save the world. That's the hype story of this show. That's Cisco really getting their act together and doing some interesting things around their Spark platform. That's Microsoft Teams taking over, you know, for Skype for Business, for the Office 365 user and all the the partners that they showed about. But it's also, you know, Google Hangouts Meet, Google Hangouts Chat. It's also Amazon coming in here with Chime and all the other things. Even Facebook up on the stage talking about their team chat platform. So so the message coming out of the show, which, again, we can debunk and, and we can talk about in a little bit more detail, is that you need to be on this single platform that does your voice, your video, your chatting, everything, and everybody's going to be centralized around this platform. Um, I think it's a little bit overhyped because I don't see I, – I see it a great play for, for SMBs and small teams and large enterprises – but and you know Brent Kelly does a great presentation. Brent and Phil Alhelm around uh, you know Cisco versus Microsoft. They had a slide up there. You're starting to hear analysts say, you know what? No, this is not the future. 
this is a great tool. It's great for some teams, but it is not going to be the enterprise-wide communication platform. It's going to be one of the tools. And and that's the, the from the 50,000-foot the, the view, you have to see the show in that context, um, that, that these are great things. The improvements are fabulous. We can talk about some of them, but no, we'll come back here in two years and it'll be something else. It'll be something else. And, and yeah. Tim, do you agree? It's been well, I, yeah, I think, I think this event almost felt like UC is dead and it's all about team collaboration now. And at least the industry analysts are agreeing on a term. You know, we're talking about team collaboration now. I'm not sure whether or not integrated communications is going to take off as a term in the way that Microsoft want to brand it. Um, they, what are they called? Business communication this year? Uh, it was, I think it was intelligent communication. It was some yeah. intelligent, yeah, something. That's right. So, uh, and to your point, Dave, I, th- I think what we're what we're finding is that um, it, it's going to be the battle of the suites, and as many data points as you can get, um, as as many sort of uh, sort of alerts and triggers and data points you can get. It's going to be the winner takes all because you want to have that to make use of AI and, and give some additional intelligence underneath. But in terms of tools, yeah, it's we, we, we spoke about that in, in unified communications. It feels like history is repeating ourselves. Unified communications and communications enabled business processes. It feels like the, the other iteration, in, but it's now about team collaboration, and, and that's going to be the central work hub. And I agree, it's going to be a good tool for some. It's not going to be for everyone. But it needs to be a good tool for all to, to get all of the benefit from it. And I think we're going to see, we're going to see some people that, that put, place all their bets on team collaboration. You're going to see some that you know, tentatively go into that area and dip their toes in the water. Um, there'll be some that will be sort of thinking, well, it's not for me. Uh, but ultimately, um, I really feel like, like we, we, it's the death knell of unified communications. It, it really feels like that. I, don't, I, I didn't hear too many... I didn't hear too much debate about unified no. communications in any keynote or, or, or anything, really. Yeah. I certainly didn't hear anything about desk phones. Um, I saw a great, interesting form factor from Plantronics in right. the Microsoft Teams demo where you can recharge your mobile phone. You've got a dial pad and integrated Bluetooth. Great for knowledge workers. I think that's an interesting sure. form factor. But didn't see... Didn't see well. It's, it's probably, you, see some, you, you see some great innovations coming out of Plantronics nowadays. Yeah. Joe Burton's yeah. in charge of the team there, and you know, between, Cisco, their, of course, yeah. between mm-hmm. their headsets and between some of these devices, I think that's really a company to watch. I think so too. And, and it was interesting. Um, you know, Cisco have really done keynote speeches where they've wheeled in hardware, and this time it was all software orientated. There, there wasn't a great. There was hardware on on stage demonstrating what could be done but it was it wasn't like it wasn't a, the focus of yeah the, there's right. not here's a lovely new endpoint mm-hmm. device and, and look at the new back the new back is the front the, right. the, the, the front rowan's yeah. <laughs> uh, sort of thing about saying look at the beautiful design there was none of that this this time round. um very little about interactive whiteboards you know i i, I think that i call them the digital whiteboards the digital white elephants because i still can't find a use case for it and you go out on the trade floor and you see some amazing technology there well there are use cases but they're very limited they're that's right and you go out on the trade floor, and there's some great little innovations coming from teams like Celebrate with Hello 2, where they... And, oh, yes, and, I saw one see Yeah, that. and I've seen some great innovation where you can get a very cheap panel, and uh, it, it becomes a digital sure. whiteboard for, for, for very little cost, no ongoing maintenance fee, which is you know, a bit of a bugbear for people when you, when you sort of look at Jamboard and, and Spark. Right. Um, so, yeah, great innovation on the show floor, uh, very inexpensive devices that can really add some business benefit, um, so, yeah, for me, it's sort of team collaboration and huddle rooms seems to be quite an interesting... Uh, yeah. From a technology standpoint, again, as long as you take a far enough step back, you can start to see some trends that are actually really emerging that we have to watch. Yeah. Smart cameras are the future. 
whether you're talking about the cameras in, in, in Cisco's room kits or their Spark devices where, you know, you have a room with 20 people and one person shows up and the camera knows there's one person and makes a yeah, shot. Yeah, I was at Adobe and looking at some right, the they're, they're, That's now starting to be table stakes. Um, you, you, you're you going to start uh, – Microsoft showed that. as technology from Logitech that, you know, again, depending upon who's in the room, the camera's going to automatically go in. So this concept of moving the camera in a video conference room is dead. And then a lot of the manufacturers catch I think that's a great thing. I've had Absolutely. enough of people poorly framing. Taking a shot of their feet yes, or, or a yeah. big table and you or see half a head and three quarters of or a Or fiddling about with remote control. Exactly. So it's so distracting. And yeah. it was interesting during Microsoft's keynote to see that, you know, the, 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 the Microsoft, the link room system that then became the Skype room system, which was now going to be, the, I guess, the team system, whatever. You know, they're like every two years a new word. But the, um, the, they, were, they said in their keynote that all these problems with really tiny people on the table are now going to be gone with this technology. Well, they were really the only manufacturer out there that were requiring you to use these non-zooming cameras <laughs> that created these really tiny people. So they, they didn't call it a problem when they had it. Now <laughs> they they've solved the problem, problem they didn't have. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and in terms of um, it, that, brings us nicely onto, onto, onto vendors. Who have you been most impressed by? There, there always seems to be sort of buzz around battle of particular vendors, Cisco, Microsoft, that sort of thing. Do you think that was relevant? And, and if so, who are you impressed by? Well, two answers, really quickly. Um, last year, Cisco gave a tremendous keynote that showed uh, Spark Room in virtual reality. They showed the Spark Assistant, which is in a voice control of their systems before anybody had anything out there, before Alexa for Business or anything else. This year, Jonathan Rosenberg did the keynote, and he was very nuts and bolts. There wasn't a lot of future vision in there. There was, you need to be secure, you need to be interoperable. I forget what his four points were, but you know you can refer to it if you need it. It was, it was in all fairness, you know, while it was very cohesive and smart, it was a very vanilla presentation. There was no future vision in it. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed more refinement than uh, right. innovation, I think. I so, heard a knee yeah. maker word someone used it. Well, I, I don't yeah. want to be negative about it, but it, it flipped because last year Microsoft's presentation was, wow, look at this, we can actually make a phone call and it works. It was like, okay, fine, you've reached table stakes. That's not something to impress me. This year Microsoft came you know, out of the gate guns barreling, showing tremendous innovation in what their platform could do and what their communication could do. I love that they said they invented proximity. They even stole Cisco's word for what it is, you know, walking in with a device and whatever. So so you have that interplay going on between the two of them but and, and you know, that they flipped. That one was better last year, one was better this year, just in the presentations, not saying anything bad about the platforms at all. But if you take, again, that step back that we've been talking about all day, um, you have to realize that it's not about Cisco and Microsoft anymore. One of the terms that we're hearing out in the field, and I've heard different versions of it, but I hear GAFA, uh, which is you know, Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon. Yeah. The, yeah. the fact that any one of these you know, Leviathan companies could put in some code or flip a switch and all of a sudden change the industry is something that is going to, in my opinion, have the Cisco's and Microsoft's of the world starting to work together a little bit more yeah. and realizing that neither one of them in most cases is going to own the enterprise. It's going to be a combination, and they'd better figure out how to work together if they don't want to get you know, their kids eaten. Yeah, and there was no gaffas there, so the S for Slack. I was seriously underwhelmed oh by Slack. Oh my Slack's god! Oh yeah, they, yeah. Great, great analyst, um, Alan Lepowski. He was he was sort of interviewing um, the Slack keynote, um, but it just felt like it was the wrong thing to do. There was no oh, yeah. demo. Uh, it was it was it's almost like a far side chat, and I felt it was a wasted opportunity. Uh, it's the first time that Slack had been to this event, of course. Right. Um, and I thought, you know, don't have a far side chat. Show people because there, there'll be people that aren't aware of Slack. Or, or they'd want to know how it compares and to others. And what's your future plan? Exactly. exactly. It, it, it was strange. It was a strange format. And again, funny, if you've been to the show before, which I know you have, 
whenever that type of chat has been done on stage before, it's also been a disaster. I think Google did it a few years ago, and it's a, so. And then uh, the uh, no no personal. Uh, uh, Aside, meant to the, to the gentleman from Slack, but he walks out on stage in shorts. Yeah. And then the, the joke you start to see in the Twitter sphere is, you know, what happened to his pants? Oh, well, they got stolen in the last data breach they had. You know, right. So it's it's, yeah. it's it, it was it, it, they could have done a better job there. I think so. I, th- I felt it was a wasted opportunity, really. Yeah, especially when uh, you know that they sort of led the way in terms of team collaboration before we coined the term team collaboration. Exactly. Uh, and it, it was just very strange. It, it just seemed a wasted opportunity. I'm not sure if they'll be back next year. We'll see whether or not they feel that they need to have a demo. Facebook at Work was an interesting one as well because, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, we sort of categorized them as enterprise social networking. Um, you know, you had Jive Software, you have Lithium, you have uh, obviously IBM Yammer. Connections and Yammer in those sorts of categories. But... Um, almost positioning themselves as team collaboration and talking about the ability to scale down to small groups and, and providing that same level of capability. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly a very interesting market, very dynamic. Um, I noticed, you know, going back to sort of old school UC, um, I noticed that Huawei were the first, you know, they were, present, they were on the state, on the uh, exhibit for, for the first time. So, you know, it's not all about team collaboration. It, it's, you know, there's plenty of people here and you, you'll find people that are just moving from TDM to IP, people that are just, you know, turning on UCAS, people that are looking at team collaboration. There's all sorts of different delegates here. And and, and, uh, and we're collab people, and we're not even talking about contact center and customer no. experience, which has a tremendous, you know, um, uh, presentation yeah. and presence. Yeah. One of the things we touched on there was, was some of the keynotes. That, which were the keynotes that you were most interested in, that you thought were most thought-provoking from the event this week? I personally think... Microsoft uh, clearly stood out for me. Um, I really enjoyed the most. Yeah, when I look at all the assets that they can bring to everything in the Office 365 suite, the ability to reach out using Delve and and, and Office Graph to be able to look at what's going on out there, being able to see how much time you spend in email, how much time you spend in conferencing minutes, um, how you could potentially integrate Cortana and have that as a digital assistant and not AI. You know, that's another thing that... this event, so much attention to AI mm-hmm. that's not AI. Yeah, no, a lot no, of it no. is just bots, you know, a calendar bot. Well, haven't we had that in, uh, in Microsoft for ages? You know, we, we, it's schedule assistant. You know, you sort of look at all these things and people trying to pass off AI as just a bot. Um, that's really been a buzzword. Yeah. It has, repeatedly yeah. AI, AI, yeah. And, and everyone's got AI. Well, people hate the UIs in these rooms and systems. They hate mm-hmm. touching them. They want someone to come and help them. And if we can create a system where somebody knows that I'm here and I can start my meeting without having to touch this interface that I'm yeah. either afraid of or we're not, but we've been building the systems for us for too many years, not the end users. Yeah. But it's, so. it's interesting, isn't it? You, you see um, Cisco talking about this great, you know, for, for a number of years now, they talk about the great, how they love the green join the green, green button. Yeah. One well, button I don't want to push a button i want ai if i haven't dialed into a conference i want ai to dial me i don't want to have to press a button i want it to find me exactly um, that's so where we're going it's where we go a lot of security issues around there though because you know i was concerned that the, the amazon people were showing a presentation where you could use uh, the the echo the, the, you know their tool to ask alexa to start the meeting and they said um, alexa please uh, start my meeting on the polycom trio and it just worked which was terrific but you know they've been very sheepish about who owns that data and, you know, I'm afraid the next time I pick up my phone, if I started my meeting with Alexa, you know, I'm going to get pop-up ads, you know, for, for trying to sell me conference phones because they know I mentioned the word conference phone. And, and we haven't really answered that. I also found it interesting, and I agree with you, that the Microsoft keynote was clearly the best. A lot of future vision, a lot of technology, a lot of surprises, and everything worked. So terrific. But, but 
I think that was really probably to be fair more of a case that Cisco just closed their Broadsoft acquisition. Yes. And they have their Collab Summit coming up, I think, less than a month from now. That's right. So I don't think they really – I think they're kind of holding that information. Are they saving back? The reason why I say that is because many of the things that Microsoft showed on stage that wowed the crowd – are already in the Cisco products, and Cisco showed that to people either in suites or on the show floor. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the, um, the Spark Assistant, you know, uh, Spark Start My Meeting. And Monica, we saw, we saw Jens sort of going up on stage last year. Well, last year, but they didn't say it this year. Yeah. Um, uh, the translation, which is really cool that Microsoft mm. showed, there, there are, there are um, uh, bots in Spark today. You know, I have, I, have a, uh, I have a German client, and, you know, just bringing the German to English, English to German bot, and it's there already. So, yeah. so it wasn't that it was, they didn't have it. It was that they chose not to show it. They chose to show that no, you got to look at this from there. And you know, twenty twenty hindsight, Lord knows what'll be here next. Well, year, but I would agree. I, that and it was interesting, wasn't it? Broadsoft had a separate booth to Cisco because yeah, uh, they could only close that could, you yeah. know, a couple of weeks ago. And and and, to, and it's very difficult for Cisco to talk about what may happen and what right. could potentially happen because you know. Uh, nobody we, knows. Nobody really. knows, and, and that acquisition has only just closed. And no doubt, the engineers are speaking to one another and looking to where it makes sense to rationalise or, or to leverage each other's code or, right. or services. So, there's a lot of work there, and that needs to be. Um, I think next year there'll be a much more uh, cohesive story coming sure. there and, and cohesive strategy. But and, it's early days yet. And even the Infocom show, which you know is the first week of June this year, I'm expecting a lot more announcements. I saw some things in some private suites here that they've told me will come out and be announced at Infocom, both from the major players and from new startups. So I think that that's going to be a very impressive show this year. Yeah, very few um, three-screen telepresence units out there. You know, we come back, you know, you come back year and year and year again, and, and you can feel the heat from these things you know, <laughs> coming off. And yeah. now it's all, it's all huddle rooms. Everyone clearly wanting to move into that space. Well, if you can buy a good collaboration experience for a few thousand dollars, why would you buy a good collaboration experience you know, for half a million dollars and then have to do half a million dollars of room remediation, yeah. which is only a slight exaggeration. I lived that when we had to put that in in Tokyo in overtime. Yeah. So, so the, the key, though, is what is the sweet spot for each end user? Because if you buy the cheapest system that's out there, yes, it's nice, yes, it works. And if you've got two rooms, great. You got twenty rooms. You got two hundred rooms. Yeah, Does it scale? Can you manage it from an enterprise? Mm. Will it tell you if it's broken, or do you have to have your end users tell you? Where's the sweet spot where you have to grow to get that ability to manage it across yeah. an enterprise? And that's where it starts making sense. No, you know, let's get the seven, eight thousand dollar units, drop them in, treat them like an IP phone. When they break, I don't care what's wrong. Call up who's ever giving me my support, and open up a case, and have a new one dropped off the next day. Yeah. And that's where the future of AV and these room systems are going. Not where who's got the USB plug and how do I plug it in and where do I put the wires it's like i don't want to think about it anymore think about it. nobody fixes phones anymore they throw them away exactly. you've, got one, you've got one in the cupboard or and that's closet. where we're yeah. going with the with the room collaborators that's why huddle rooms are so hot but again you don't want to have these modular piecemeal things you yeah. want to just drop it in in my opinion i think the other thing that i saw as well was a lot of talk around business outcomes business workflow thank God. business Workflows transformation thank goodness buzzword. absolutely so um you know in, in my presentation i spoke about um you need to think about transforming the business before you talk about digital transformation. And technology without a need is just a fad. You know, it's, it's a flash in the pan. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot more talk around that. Um, so I'm not sure whether or not Enterprise Connect will we'll see lines of business decision makers coming to the floor a lot more rather than the traditional, you know, sort of IT guys. Well, we were talking about that before, Patrick, is that this, is, this has always been a, a manufacturer and analyst show. Yeah. And there was a peak a few years ago where we actually had a whole bunch of end users. I would say probably 50% of the people here. But I think it's waned back off to being this is an analyst industry show. This is where we kind of talk about it with each other and have it come out. You're absolutely right about the idea that we need to talk about business outcomes and strategy. And I hate 
so many clients and so many potential clients come to me saying, we need your help. We want this to be successful. We've picked this tool and this tool. Now make it work. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah. that's step four. Yeah. we got to go back to step one. What do your people actually need? What are the pain points? What do we have to solve? Will your, will, will your company culture support the changes Correct. that you're trying to do? Yeah. And then pick the right tool, which may be one player or two or three, and then do the installation. Because so many of the things that they pick, they, they pick the tactical solution, this nice shiny toy that came out, and they're doomed. It'll never work because it was the wrong fit to begin with. But it was somebody who knew somebody else who said, this is who we always go with. Yeah, and the ROI will never get realized because the Correct. users don't adopt it. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So, well, guys, any other, anything else you know that we feel we should be adding on to the... Any other business, as it were? I don't think so. I mean, uh, what, one thing for me, on, on, on a personal level, it was nicer, it was cooler weather in, in Florida this year yes. because that, that biodome, I know a lot of analysts refer to oh, the biodome. Well, yeah. we, we refer to it as the Thunderdome, and it sometimes feels <laughs> like one, you know, two vendors enter, one vendor leaves sometimes. It's, it, it's sort of... Uh, I, it's the, I it's wondered the, how they were feeling, those alligators. You know, yeah. Feeling, yeah, it's the sort of event that we all pretend to love to hate, but it's, it's always great. It's always good to be here. Um, and and it, it feels very different to, to last year. I think that's just my my overall opinion. Yeah, and, and again, this is an event that I wouldn't want to miss. It's more that I, it's more more that I wouldn't want to not be there. Yes. and then say what happened to this guy. And that's what we were saying yeah, before, wasn't as, it? Yeah. as opposed to actually Where's being here. On, you know? and, and, and I am always frustrated. And I'm, I'm never shy when it comes to being a cynic, but I am always frustrated about the hotel attached to this because for the largest collaboration and communication show in the world to be taking place at a hotel where the interim Wi-Fi is so bad. <laughs> yes, um, I'm, going you know, I'm, I'm sitting there with, with my little T-Mobile hotspot and my AT&T phone and trying to get, you know... And still being done. able to collaborate really well. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, I, I didn't miss anything, but it sh I shouldn't have to at what we're paying here. Um, but no, I agree. This this is a terrific show. I'm, I'm sure to come back every year. And it's also changed a little bit since our crap took over. You know, he's he's really moved the show in a direction that, that that's more in, engaging for everybody. Yes, definitely. Um, and 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 certainly more diverse. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm I, I wouldn't miss it. Um, I'll see everybody again at Infocom, and uh, and then as you know, as we talked about, CES in January is still the oh your favorite. Yeah. Yes. Well, I have to say I have. Um, with you guys attending these events all the time, and this being my, my first DC, I have a newfound respect for you. Because I think as soon as I get home, I'll probably keel over. <laughs> but thank, thank you so much for coming on the pod and having, having a chat about the overriding themes. Pleasure. Always thank a pleasure. Huge thanks to Tim and David for taking the time to talk to me at the end of a very long week for all of us. There is lots more Enterprise Connect follow-up content coming this week on the website, so stay tuned at uctoday.com. You can also follow us at LinkedIn and Twitter at UC Today News. Thanks for listening.